<laughs> yo, yo. Hey, son, you know my body B. You're. But what's good? It's a new episode of Ball and Lot Podcast. We, we we reckon our top 10 shooting guard list of the 2021-2022 season, going into the 2021-2022 season. And I'm your host, Jalen Wilson, with my co-host, Steezy. Steezy, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I, I, sp- I, sp- I, spent, I spent part of the day making this list. I kind of str- struggle, I ain't going to lie. Like, the point guard one, it was probably the top, it was the, it was the top of the, the top 10 that I was like, okay, I need to figure out who I'm going to place here and who I'm going to have to take out. This one, I feel like it was kind of all around. Like, it was hard to really rank, like, this whole list. And also kind of, it's, I feel like when you get to the shooting guard, it's kind of, like, harder to put, like, who is a shooting guard, who's not. So, like, for this list, I'm not, we're not going to have Jimmy Butler or, or Andrew Wiggins because they're small forwards, or that's their primary position. But yeah, I'm also not going to have Clayton Austin because he, he's going to miss, like, two months of the yeah, season. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I haven't, I've seen him play in two years. We're not gonna see that dude play till Christmas, so I didn't have him on the list either. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good today. You know, uh, hopefully this list. I I was kind I was kind of like maybe I want to do some changes for my point guard list, but uh, hopefully I get this list right and I'm happy with that then. But yeah, we'll we'll see how this one goes. Steve, I mean it's your list, bro. You 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 you, you can't be wrong on your list because you're making a list. I mean. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like put, once I'm done, James well, I'm done with it, thing. I'm like, once I'm done with it, I'm mean, I think of something I'm like, damn, why did I not put that? Like, why did I think about that when I was trying to list this? Like, for example, me not putting John Murray in my top 10 point guards, this was a big L for me. So <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, probably should have put him in the list. Um, this one, I think I'm, I think I'm happy with this one. Might, might have, might have a change. I don't know, but I think I'm happy with this one so far. Mm. Well, you got any honorable mentions before we get into our list? Of course, of course, I got honorable mentions because I can't, I can't be disrespecting the other guys. So my first honorable mention, disrespected, dude doesn't get a lot of credit at all, but he still averaged twenty plus last season. Karis Levert, Karis Levert, he, I've, I've seen this dude drop forty on my team. Uh, he's able, he's able to drop twenty five plus on any night, and he's what, what was it? What did he come back from last year? Like a mass, like kidney or something like that? It was, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was almost, it was, it was almost something that like involved cancer. Yeah, and he came back and he still balled. You know, um, so you know, shout to him with that. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see what he's gonna bring to his Indiana team, who should be fairly competitive this next season with Rick Carlisle. So uh, I had to put him there. Uh, I'm gonna put Anthony Edwards. I mean, he was the dude was a amazing scorer last year as a rookie. Uh, started off the season bad efficiency wise, but he kind of locked in second half. And you could go, you could argue with it if he should have been rookie of the year or not. Um, but overall, you know, and, and ball Dallas first year, I w- wouldn't, I would not be surprised. He's top 10 easily uh, after this, ne- after his sophomore year and number 11, this one, this one was hard. Uh, but he, number 11, I, my mom mentioned scary Terry, Boston Celtics legend. Now my whole thing with, uh, Terry Rozier is that I don't think Terry Rozier really, uh, I don't really think he's a two. I like him better at the one. So what, with that, with that, it's like, he is, he, he can, he's shown that he's a good uh, he's good at the two though, and he still averaged I about I think twenty points last year. Um, and he was really I mean I, I enjoyed watching him on the horns last year. So that's gonna be my that's my honorable mention. If you got any honorable mentions, uh, you can go ahead and say them before we get to yeah, the actual well, top ten. 
Yeah, well, one was uh, when you said 20 points per game score, one. Well, when you said that, my mom was thinking of the person I had my honorable mention was uh, Colin Sex. I'm like, because I'm, I'm, you know, you know, he played shooting guard next to Darius Garland. I'm like, he went very under the radar last year, had a good season, was consistent. I know he battled with some like issues with COVID and everything, but he had a pretty, uh, he had a really good season last year. You know, he, you know, he gets this bad rap for being a ball hog, but I think he is what it is. And it ain't like the Cavs had any scores last year, anyways. Like, who, who was he holding back? Fucking Seti Osman? No, he wasn't. So I guess that, that starts as... I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to get started on my number 10 spot. So my number 10 spot, we're just going to, you know, I'm just going to kind of add on to what you're talking about because my number 10 spot is Colin Sexton. Uh, Colin Sexton averaged 24 points last year. Dude, what, dude's been amazing since coming to the league. And I, like you said, I agree the exact same thing you said. People think people give him like that bad image because he's a ball hog. Well, guys, he's on the fucking Cavs. Who, who else is he going to pass it to? I mean, I mean, damn, like Kevin Love. This is this this ain't this ain't goddamn Kevin Love Timberwolf days. Like, what do we, what do we think? Who who is Colin Sexton supposed to pass the ball to? I like I like the uh, duo of Sexton. I think Darius Darius Garland is a is a cool uh, PG, but I don't I don't think that's yeah. like like in a way. Yeah, I get it. It's gonna it's gonna take off your teammates for being a ball hog, but I still think Colin Sexton is a very good player defensively. The dude's a dog. Um. Gives a hundred percent. I I gotta you remember that one a highlight of him where he had, like he was glitching out, dude. Like, <laughs> like I I don't know how you even explain it. Uh, nah, I don't remember that highlight. I'm I'm like the one moment I, I the one moment I do remember a context and I will never forget. It wasn't in the NBA. It was in high school where I believe he was facing like it was like Penny Hardaway's son and. They were at the free throw line, and then Penny Hardaway son was just like looking at him, and then and then he looked away, and then Kyle Sexton just like stared back. Yeah, at him. I remember that. Down. And then also his three v five in college. Uh, uh, yes, bro. <laughs> they almost won. Bro, that was historic. <laughs> they almost won. That was that was that was legendary. Uh, oh no, I never seen yeah. Jordan do that. <laughs> but yeah, Colin Sexton. Uh, you know, if you look, if you go stat wise. People are gonna be, you know, I mean, shooting guards just be balling. Like the shooting guard, I feel like the shooting guard, uh, in the in this league right now, it's points wise, these dudes are insane. So like, there's so many, there's so many like good scores on this list, and you can you can go either way what you want with context. I think some people would have him off the top ten, like I'm like you would. Uh, but I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna let him slide. I'm gonna put him in number ten spot. Uh, we'll see what he brings his next season. But yeah, context is gonna be number ten for me. Uh well, number ten for me was a person you had in your honor mention that was a Terry Rozier. Now, now you said you like him better at point guard. I agree with you, but last year you played like the shooting guard role next with with Lamelo at point guard. Uh, probably gonna play it this year too again since Lamelo gonna be at point guard and plus Devontae Graham was gone. Um, he's very he he was, he was very efficient last year. Had a better season than he had in his first season with the Hornets. His first season with the Hornets was. Terrible. I ain't gonna say it was terrible, but it went that good to what his contract was. Yeah. Um, just got paid actually too. Got paid what? What was it? Four years, ninety-two million. Yeah, it was earned. It was earned after that second yeah. year. So, um, he was a big reason why they they he was a big reason why after even Lamelo and Gordon Hayward went out, uh, the Hornets were able to stay consistent on offense because he was a lot of their offense when uh whenever both of them went down with injuries. So he he's number ten for me. All right, number nine. I give this guy a hard time. I ain't gonna lie. I give him a hard time. Maybe because he cooked my team in the bubble. Who knows? And then he also wanted the purpose. He wanted to go out and say they had a broken, uh, fractured back or whatever when he was just capping out of his ass. But I got number nine. I got call. I got CJ McCollum. 
Uh, mm. and CJ McCollum. Look, I'm I give him a bad rap. Now, is is it really the player CJ McCollum? No, I just really don't like the backcourt that they got in Portland because it just it, it hasn't really worked. So I don't see why that they want to keep you know resuming with this and. The thing with McCollum is that he's never kind of broke out to that all-star level player. Like, he's always been reliable, yeah. but he's never got to that all-star level. I mean, and, he's only been in the West, though, like, keep in mind. So, if he was in East, yeah. he, he might be all-star right now. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but McCollum, I, I tell you, I like, it for, I like him as a player. I just don't think that his future in Portland is going to help out his career. I think that Portland should, get, should get, uh, put him in a trade package and kind of rebrand that team and then send him to a different team, you know, to be a pivotal like player for a contending team, because I think I don't, it's not me. It's not me saying like McCollum's a bad player or nothing. I think McCollum's a good player. It's just I don't like I don't really like the Portland thing. I think that he's if he was on somewhere else, I per, I would be confident that he would do better. And for me, I have a number nine. Uh, but yeah, I I do think he's a solid a solid player. But that's where he's gonna that's where he's gonna land on my list. Hey Sixers, y'all hear that? Trade yeah, for McCullough. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing the Ben Simmons news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how much more Ben Simmons news can we have? Oh, he ain't gonna report the training camp. He ain't gonna do this. Like we we know yeah. this already. A lot of it's Just fake trade too. <laughs> it's like yeah, a lot, a lot of it you can't even trust. <clears throat> so like, I, I want it over so bad. Like it says, he's supposed to get traded within this next week. I remember the, the rumor saying he's supposed to get traded by the end of draft night. So I don't know what the <laughs> point <laughs> Like it was literally said, Benson is supposed to be traded by the end of draft night. Did not happen. He's <laughs> like, it didn't, it didn't even happen anywhere near the, the next week of that. So, damn. Can Ben Simmons please get off that Sixers roster and get traded? Like, it, it's annoying. But yeah, uh, move on to your number nine. Ah, uh, number nine. I also had CJ. <laughs> now, CJ, good player, yes, but uh, next year, I mean, I think he'll take a little bit of of, of a regression next year. Uh, he's still a good player. I, the player I have ahead of him, I just don't think he's gonna be better than him next year. And last year, he might have been a little bit better than him, but I feel like the players I even got on this list ahead of him are better all around players. Than him, and that they're still gonna be better next year, without a doubt. Yeah. So okay. So number fa- eight. Barely, we've had a similar list so far. You know, we swapped the scary Terry and Colin Sexton, so we had him like similar spots, and then you know, tied with nine and Colin Sexton. So number eight, I got Shea. Now the reason I put Shea over McCollum is because Shea is like rapidly improving every season, and I've I've I'm super impressed with Shea's leadership so far in the NBA with with the team. I'm not sure that CJ can really do that. So, like, well, let's not let's not for like last year the Thunder, they started off really good. Like they were a playoff type playing team, playoff type team. Uh, until Shea went down, and once he went down, that's when you know they started sucking really bad, and they ended up with Josh with Josh Giddy. So. By 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 that time, it's like it's like what I've seen from Shea so far, and it's it's been very impressive. And I don't think I can see the same the same happening with like a CJ McCollum. I don't see CJ McCollum running the Thunder, you know, to even like a playing spot. So I gotta put my respect on Shea and that bag that he got this offseason, the extension deserved. So shout out to Shea. I have a number eight on my list. Number eight also has Shea. Now, now what you say? He he's been <laughs> he's been rising. Uh, up this year, well, for the past couple of years now, 
uh, he he you you can arguably say you know he's maybe the best guard in his draft class. Um, do I think he's the best guard? No, but <clears throat> uh, you can you can arguably say that you can, you can definitely make an yeah. argument. You know, <laughs> him and John the same class, I believe. <sighs> so. Uh, what you said though, like similar points. Uh, I also think he may he maybe would be higher than the guy I have at. I have at um, where are we where are we gonna go to seven now? Yeah. So we, he will he will be higher than him if if the uh if like like because after he got hurt, the Thunder were kind of like just keeping on resting him just to tank, so we can end up with the first pick, and then they ended up with like the what the sixth pick. And got Josh Giddy. All right, this sort of list is getting really. This sort of list got hard for me. Like really, like I did not know what to do. And I think you're going to be really mad at number seven. And I'm going to say before before I say who number seven is, I love this guy. I think he's an amazing player, and easily I think <coughs> this could be completely changed. But number seven, I got Zach Levine. It's not him. Oh Zach wow. And okay, so my reason with Zach Levine. Is like, I, like, don't get me wrong, bro. Zach Levine's, uh, he's a baller. Last season was outstanding, and I think that I do think he's a top, like, he's a top tier shooting guard in this league. The only thing is, though, I have yet to see him play meaningful basketball. This dude is just like he is not. He's not had the chance to. That's not his fault. And also on the defensive side of things, I, I just think these players in front of him have that over him. So I'm have to put a, put uh, those players over them. Uh, but I don't get me wrong though. Zach Levine's one of the best scorers in this game right now, and uh, you got you got to you got to really credit that last season he was uh, outstanding for the for the Bulls, even though they had a I would kind of say underwhelming, just in the reason that they were kind of expected to make the playoffs easily after the after that Vucevic trade and the deadline they had. But yeah. who knows the the new trio uh, the ball sack. What they, it's like what they call it, I guess now. <laughs> what? Yeah, with uh, De- Demar and uh, Lonzo Ball and well, Zach Levine. Yeah, so it's like the ball sack. That's the new do. That's the new trio there. Uh, with that trio and the additions of like I forget who they exactly got. Was it Derek Jones Jr. and Caruso? Like yeah, with additions of those players, this is gonna be the season that Zach Levine plays meaningful basketball, and we're gonna see him. Uh, I think not only just not only imp- not only like we were gonna see a better Zach Levine than last season because he's not gonna have the full workload. He's actually gonna be able to like hopefully um, these players. Like, hopefully Alonzo, a guy like Alonzo, can make him play better and stuff. Uh, just you know, I, I I'm very high on what Zach Levine's gonna do this year, and I think he's gonna rise on this list for next season. Um, but I have him number seven. Number seven, number seven. I had this now. Well, his teammate now, which I know people are gonna be like, oh, he 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 a small forward or, but I mean, I think he's a shooting guard. Uh, Demar Derozan. I did not put uh, Demar Derozan on my list. People can even say he's a point well, power I'm, forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, you can have him on your small forward list because I mean, he kind of played small forward, kind of played shooting guard last year, so. Uh, probably, probably will play shooting guard this year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they bring tomorrow off the bench for the Bulls. Maybe nah, I don't think nah. they will, but they're probably gonna play my small forward. But yeah, I feel like his his play as a as a all around player, he he has gotten better every every year with the Spurs. Um, his playmaking has taken a jump this year. Well, last year, like he's gotten so much better as a playmaker that people don't notice that. Uh, and everything, and on top of that, he's becoming. 
he 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 never been like a really good defender. Uh, but he's given more effort on, on on a defensive end, and I just think that you know with the guys I have below him, uh, he he's just better than them. Uh, I think Shea might be ahead of him, but Shea played more games, but he didn't, so Shea isn't ahead of him. But yeah, I have Demar at seven. Number six, like when it comes to the shooting guard, there's so many players I like here, so it's even harder to rank. Uh, but number six, I really like this player, and he plays for your Boston Celtics, Jalen. I got Jalen Brown, number six. Or number four. Mm. Yeah, number six. And I really, it was really close with number five. Like, I wanted to get number five, but I just couldn't. And with the season that I just had from Jalen, I just saw from Jalen Brown, man, like, before the end, I, I was so mad. I was, I was mad when I couldn't, that I couldn't see him in the play. Because then that would have made the Nets series at least interesting. So, uh, why, the thing about Jalen Brown is, like, this last year, he really improved on the offensive side, and the reason I had to put him over a Zach Levine is because, like, he's shown that he could be one, that he's going to be one of the best two-way players in this league. Like, his def- he always had the defense, but last season we saw his offensive game just blossom, and he was, he looked, he looked outstanding for the Celtics. Uh, I, I, like, I just dissed that duo, the whole Celtics and Tatum. Uh, even though, you know, I, I like. I'm. I'm interested to see what the Celtics are going to do this year, and I, I'm hoping Jalen Brown has a full healthy season. Uh, was, I really want to put number five, but I'm just going to have to put him number six. Uh, and I, 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 I'm fine with it. Uh, but yeah, I have your boy Jalen Brown at number six. But shout out to him. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm really interested to see who you got at number five ahead of him. Um. Number six, I got Zach Levine. Especially what you say, you know, he he hasn't really played meaningful basketball. But, you know, I don't think he needs to play meaningful basketball to be a good player because yeah. he's clearly a good player. You know, he, he wouldn't want he wouldn't be doing what he does on, on a consistent basis last year if he wasn't a good player. Uh he 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 just haven't been getting, he just haven't been, hasn't been given the opportunity to play meaningful basketball by his teams because he's either on Timberwolves or during the Bulls when they were rebuilding. Uh yeah, so you know he he's becoming a better he's be, or he's became a better playmaker. He I thought I really think he, he he's gonna take a defensive leap in next year. Now he ain't gonna become an all NBA defensive player, but I think it take like a, a a solid defensive player to where you ain't gonna test him every time he, you come down a court on offense. Um. But I mean, there's not much explaining to me for me to do about yeah. that. Me since you already had him on your list. Uh, uh, just really a good all around player now. So yeah, so that, that's why because those last two I mentioned, Jalen Brown, I mean, and then now we have number five. Between these three, it was really like a hard mix up. But I think this guy I have number five is going to magically probably take off a lot of people just because of how dominant I guess stat wise he's been. But I have Bradley Beal number five. And what? Yeah, <laughs> you can't say what, I mean. bro. I have Bradley Beal number five, and okay, of course, of course, I'm putting Bradley, uh, Bradley Beal over like, like the reason I would put him over, uh, Jalen Brown, dude. Jay, I, I think Jalen Brown's a player. Um, the impact he has, right? Like, I think Jalen Brown, like what he, what he's going to be, development wise. Uh, I'm probably taking that over Bradley Beal. I like the two way player. Uh. Over just Bradley, what I've seen from Bradley Beal so far, which is just like, dude, Bradley Beal is just, he's, what would you, I don't know where you put him exactly top, I'd say top, top, I don't know where I put him exactly scoring wise in this league, but I mean, dude averaged 32 last year, right? So, you're still around there. Yeah. And 
the thing about Bradley Beal, it's just been like, yeah, he's kind of just had like that workload where he's just known as a scorer for the Wizards. And I get he doesn't have a team, you know, to really be competitive, competitive. Uh, I feel like he's had the, like he's been in the opportunities where he can just request the trade, you know, and go play meaningful basketball. Um, but all, so far, I've just seen a bunch of first round exits <laughs> and <laughs> just, just, just team, just the team's sucking. Um, and that that sucks. I want to see I'm like Levine and Beal. I want to see him play in like compete for something in the playoffs because playoff basketball is going to tell me a lot about the player. And I think yeah. they both I think they both would do amazing when it comes to that. And yeah, like like I get I get you know the, the whole reaction to me putting him at five, but uh, to me I'm just gonna have to put I'm gonna put him at five. Um, and that's that, that, this should tell you how high I'm on all these shooting guards because shoot, the shooting guard list this year is. Are, I think the shooting guards in this league right now, there's so much talent in that position that it's so hard to rank these this top ten. But I have him at number five. Number five, I had uh, JB, J, uh, well Jalen Brown. If people don't know who I'm talking about, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I watched Jalen Brown since I was. Well, since he was a rookie, I was, I was gonna say since I was a rookie, like I never made it to the league, of course. But yeah, but yeah, I've been watching that Brown since he was a rookie. He he's gotten better every year. I remember in the bubble, you know, he he kind of took an offensive leap, and everybody was like, okay, now we just need to see this on, on on a consistent basis now. Especially after we lost Gordon Hayward, and then he took that leap of a consist of a consistent, reliable, good second option. Uh, sometimes some nights a first option. So, uh, two, he's a good two way player, good. Good, good on ball defender, off ball. Somehow, sometimes he still has his little blunders here and there, but it is what it is. Uh, playmaking, he he gotten a lot better at playmaking since since his rookie year, uh, second year in the league, third year. Like he's gotten all, he's been a way better playmaker than than what what I think people uh had had, had expected to him coming into the league. Yeah, so Jalen Brown got five. Steve, I'm interested here. You got four. Number four, number four. So number four, uh, there's there's a reason why I got him number four, obviously, because uh, I'm very I've been very impressed with him. But number four, I got D. Mitch Spider from the Utah Jazz, and I like I what I've seen far. Okay, yes, the Jazz have been kind of choke jobs in the playoffs. I get it, you know, blown, they blown leads. Uh, it's not been the prettiest for them, but Donovan Mitchell, when it came playoff wise. This dude's put this dude's this dude put more than hundred percent. I feel like like I remember bubble playoffs. God, like what, what was the what was the what was the record he had? It was like I forget how much points he, he exactly dropped, but yeah, he he it was had a like two fifty point games in in the yes. bubbles. But in, in this playoff, he 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 did he in but but in these playoffs this past year, he 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 did have, really have a good playoffs, but. And then, and and then when I'm talking about the first round against Mike Grizzlies, he cooked Dylan Brooks, and I'm I'm sorry, cooking Dylan Brooks. That's just a lot, because he said he can't th- hold me, <laughs> bro. Yeah, Dylan Brooks is a Dylan. Because I've, I've been saying Dylan Brooks playoff Dylan Brooks was a different breed, bro. Like he he was I'm like I've never been so impressed. He's probably been the most, he was probably the most impressive. Uh, that's probably the most impressive performance I've seen from Mike. Well, I mean, there was Jaw, obviously, but like, just like I don't know where, because I was not expecting, like, I could have expected Jaw. I was not expecting Dylan Brooks to just come out here and just play like that. Um, 
And I mean, bro, I don't care what you can look at the points, whatever. Dylan Brooks was clamping Curry. He was limiting Curry. It's 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 just it's just a fact. And then for that dude, for that for that uh, Donovan Mitchell just come in and just you know, I mean, Dylan Brooks just had no he had no answer at all. The Grizzlies themselves had no answer, and that helped him move on. I get with the rest of the playoffs, it wasn't the prettiest. Um, but I I I think overall, Donovan Mitchell like just it's hard. It was really hard to read these guys, and you know, I, I, like I said, that's why you know I can't be exactly happy with my list because it's it was so hard for me to rank these players. But yeah, I'm a I'm gonna stick with this, and I'm just gonna, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's number four for me. Um, I respect yes. the I respect the fuck out of his game, and. I, that's where I had, that's where I, my first initial thoughts on number four. Uh, well, <clears throat> well, number four for me was. Are we number four? Right. right. No, number four. So, yeah. yeah, number four right now, looking at my list, I got Diamond Mitchell, too. Um, what you said, like, he, he took a big leap in, in uh, this year's playoffs. He took a big leap in the season, like. Yeah. I remember I had him in fantasy, and you know you you always just look at like you always just look at like the the fantasy thing. He got you twelve points in the in a, in the first quarter, first half. You like, like bro, you can't get no more points. Like your ass really selling me. And then the end of the game come, his ass gonna get his thirty six points that he that, that his ass was projected to get. Uh, but 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 what he did in the playoffs, like the what he did to the Grizzlies, like you remember that one video where. The the first game he came back, he was, it, it was like get, <laughs> when Dylan Brooks like fouled him. Is that like is that told Dylan Brooks, man, get the fuck out of here, it, bro? Uh, it was tough because after that first game, Grizzly fans' hopes were all the way up, and we're like, bro. And I, I I was even told like, well, oh, Dylan Brooks doesn't have a he doesn't really do good against Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, bro, Dylan Brooks is different this playoffs. Nah, <laughs> he just Don Mitchell just came back after his injury, bro, and just started cooking. Like we literally could did not we couldn't do anything. We we had no we had no chance. If he was just playing like this, then it was like okay, bro. <laughs> we tried. Um, yeah, I, it sucked. Yeah, I mean, and this year, like in the series after that, when they played the Clippers, like he was, he's so good. And I was just like, there's no question to why people are saying like, Brugo Beard the the jazz best player like it's, it was shut up now everybody that was saying that yeah oh. like Dion wrong real bear defensive president is is it's good but it, it he ain't better than donovan mitchell god damn it uh so i mean the fact that and the fact that he took a leap in his playmaking ability also along with his defense has have become and it's it kind of stayed the same since his rookie year but he has taken like a little bit of a leap but uh, I feel like the t- three guys I have ahead of him isn't, you know, they're better than him, but he's right there with them. Yeah, like, hey, it wasn't the prettiest for the Jazz on things, but Donovan Mitchell playoff wise, he he did he did, it felt like he did whatever he could. Um, and hey, I, I so who do you have number three? Because oh, what did you say? Sorry, I, I mean, I, I I think you would probably know who I have number three because I would, I kind of expected you to have him number three if by how this list has been. Kevin Brooks. What? <laughs> now, how about another guy? How about another guy? Uh, no, nah, not Brooks, but <laughs> Booker. I have Devin Booker number three. Um, what? Where did you have Devin Booker? <laughs> I have oh, Devin no, Booker I know, no, no, I got. I'm not oh, going. I got Devin Booker. Well, I ain't. I ain't, I ain't gonna say, but uh, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but like you ain't got like I'm I'm interested to hear like who's number one and two on your list. All right. <laughs> oh, you you know what though? You might have ranked one of these players a small. Now I'm looking at it, but you'll know okay. by the time I get there. That's what that's why that's why I'm probably thinking. Cause I feel like number one and two would be kind of obvious. If but now if I think about it, it's because you probably had the ranking him as a shooting guard. So yeah, we'll, yeah, you'll see who I have it. But I have Devin Booker number three. Um, you said Devin Brooks, <laughs> like I have to do the most wisely. <laughs> but hey, Devin Booker, play, hey, the leap that Devin Booker took, bro, he's been playing unmeaningful basketball for so long. The Suns have been in in, in this the depths, the their bond feeders in the league. They couldn't get anywhere. Uh, obviously, Chris Paul is a big reason why they got so far. But hey, we can we can agree. Chris Paul did not have the prettiest playoffs, especially the finals. Like it wasn't it wasn't well, it wasn't all pretty. So it took it like I, I would say finals. Um, finals. Chris Paul wasn't the prettiest, but you know, also there was the injury and stuff. So there was a lot for Devin. There's a lot of times where Devin Booker had to be the guy to step up, and I feel like it wasn't as consistent for him. But he still showed like for his first playoff appearance that he's meant to be here. And yeah, uh, when, when it took when it, the game, there was games where he had to step up, and he really did, and he you know was able to get the Suns to win. So just like I've always thought, Devin Booker is an amazing player. I mean, damn, we saw this dude drop seventy, right? Like we know we know what Devin Booker can be. Like fraudulent. Won, yeah, fraudulent seventy. You know, according to Jalen, it was against the Celtics, by the way. So <laughs> he he obviously gonna remember it, but yeah, uh, we see him we see him ball out for so long in the Suns, but they never got anywhere. Because just garbage so when chris paul finally you know was that piece to get these guys to the playoffs and devin booker had his opportunity he took it and he balled out so i think he rised a lot on the list if i would have to if i did the rankings last year he would not be top three um he he rises he rises a lot so you know shout out to devin booker it was i i liked what i saw from the playoff wise and you know what i've been seeing from his whole career uh i'm interested to see what i see from this next season like i really am i wonder what the suns are gonna be like uh Oh yeah, number three on my list. Mm. Number number three on my list, I had Bradley Bill. Um, I was probably you had number five. I was like, oh man. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I can see why you put Donovan Mitchell over him and everything. Fraudulent thirty-two uh, points per game. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Bradley Bill. I feel like he hasn't got the. For like since he's been a number one option, he hasn't got everything to shine to play winning basketball. Like you know, he he made it to the second round with John Wall, but John Wall is the first option on that team. Ever since he's been, ever since Bradley Beal has been the first option, he hasn't got like the chance to shine the playoffs fully. Now he did get to the playoffs last year, and well, this past season, and he wasn't really that good. But at the same time, he was injured, like he had that hip injury. So I kind of like. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, I don't make much of that, but I still think he's a he's a he's a top he's a top three shooting guard, really good. He upped his playmaking, he upped his defensive ability, his scoring has even gone up. Um, I feel like he 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 just needs the team around him to be to to prove himself that you know he he's he's at least a top three shooting guard. Yeah, um, Bradley Bill's worst enemy actually is his is his organization. Office of the Wizards, uh, bro. Like, I, I just, I just feel like it's been. I hate, I hate how it's kind of been going, Bradley Beal, especially because I feel like he wants to request a trade, but he's just not going to. Because I feel, I feel like he doesn't want to, you know, feel like he's he's doing the Wizards dirty and wants to be loyal. But I know part of him wants to request a trade, 
uh, he just, I don't, I don't feel like he doesn't want to do it just due to, it's like, I'm already here. To, I've already been here for so long, you know, he wants to be loyal. So, uh, it's, it's been a kind of a, a mess, I would say with how it's been going down, but I, Hey, let's just have an interesting team coming this next season. Like I'm actually going to watch some wizard games because they're like, it's kind of like a, I feel like they, they've built a solid team all around where they might actually, like they might surprise who knows. So we'll see how they do this year. Cause Bradley Bill is that number one option. Uh, Westbrook's not here to have that average triple doubles. So, um, number two. This is who I'm thinking that you don't have on your list. You probably have him. Yeah, I probably player. don't. PG, Paul George. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm guessing you put him small forward. I have him shooting guard. Yeah. I probably would have him in. I probably am going to have him in my small forward list too. I don't know. Uh, just off this, but I have my shooting guard. Um, and man, I, I'm I'm right to say Paul George is overhated, right? Like. We, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I, I think after these playoffs, some some love came back to him, to, uh, to yeah. him as a player. But but before his playoffs, he was he was definitely one of the most hated players in the NBA. By the way, he was going through some personal issues while he was in the and he was struggling. So it wasn't like it it wasn't like it was just him like having a bad like just really playing bad. Like he's going through some stuff, you know. Like yeah, let it be. Uh, I at least. I mean, there there was a couple times where the pandemic P stuff came out this playoffs. Okay, like he, it wasn't like he just completely went out there and shut up everyone. You know, um, yeah. We remember like him missing the final free game. Throws he had like thirteen points. <laughs> uh, was the Valley Oop? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, what it led to? Um, I remember. I remember t- texting you. A hey, the the a hey, Paul. <laughs> like I said, so I thought the Clippers winning. Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Paul was about to sell the game off, and then you're like, he's like, "What are you talking?" About? I see, I, I didn't even see the, I didn't even see the play because I turned off the game, and I see, then I see the Suns won, because I didn't think the Suns got the ball back, and um, yeah, there's like, there was like, it wasn't the prettiest, but Paul George did ball his ass off in the playoffs. Like he, he was literally in the regular season. Of course, he's gonna do it. Like he does it regardless. He's gonna do do his thing. He's on. I think he's still worthy one of the best shooting guards in the league. I can't put him number one, obviously. Um, cause you know, I, I, I kind of have the guy, I for sure, you know, going to have number one, but you know, I got, I got, I got, I still put a lot of respect in Paul. I'm not going to put that bubble, a bubble performance, um, the kind of label what he is. Cause I know what Paul George can really be. Um, and I've been, you know, following him his whole career. I've always liked Paul George's game. And I think that he's worthy of this number two spot. So Paul George, number two on my list. Now a bunch of see who you have number two. Uh, I thought it'd be number two. Uh, on, on your list was gonna be uh, Cash Money Chris, number one, Batman Chris. Didn't punch shooting guard, small forward. Uh, yeah, he's small forward on my list too, but you know, he is Batman, so he can play every position. Yeah, according to Kendrick Perkins, uh, he's Batman. <laughs> but uh, number two on my list is, is uh, D Book, wet like I'm book. Uh, he, he, he took that leap this year that. Everybody was kind of expecting, you know, now with Chris Paul being an addition on the team, Jay Crowder being an addition on the team. Uh, he, he, he took a leap in his playmaking ability, took took a leap in his effort on defense. Uh, and you kind of saw all those things in the playoffs. Like, you could see when Chris Paul went out, he had that, he had like, what was, what was it? Like a 40-point triple-double in uh, game one, uh, Western Conference Finals. 
So you can see like his playmaking has taken a big leap uh, since last year. And and he kind of took that leap to where it's like, I'm here and, I, and, I, and I'm really here to stay. Uh, so I have him my number two on my list. That's fair. If I, 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 this question, if Paul George was in the shooting, is in the shooting guard list, where would you have if you would know? <sighs> well, going into this season, I probably would have had him at two. Okay. Because I, I, part of me, though, had a, nah, never mind. Part of me, though, I, I feel like you would have kind of like mixed with the James Harden kind of thing, but no. Nah. I don't. I. I think. I. I know. Conflict. You would have James Harden. Because number one is James Harden. James Harden's number yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't got. You don't got James Harden at point guard, shooting guard. I mean, small forward, right? <laughs> He's number one. Uh, yeah, I got. James do we Harden got? At, do we really at, got like? I won't. I, I don't think it's something you got to really explain. Because <laughs> I feel like you should, people should just know <laughs> James Harden's number one shooting guard. The because I, I, I remember all the talk. Oh, he's gonna go. You know. He, God damn it, dude, dude, he's like, oh, he's not good. He's not, he wasn't that good. Because, bro, I'm telling you, he was, he was literally out here trolling y'all on the Rockets just to get traded. Uh, he had showing up to work fat. He had a fat suit on. Fat looked like bro. Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then. Yeah, got to the Nets and then people, slimmed down. Yeah, and then people want to say like, oh, this Nets stuff's not going to work. It's too much drama. Well, what if I told you he played better with this, you know, being the addition to this big three? And. Last season, I've been seeing the same shit I've been seeing in Houston, and then, and I've been seeing like a better version of it because he has better players around him. Um, and I, you know, I guess he's been dealing with the injuries and all, but it's once once he is playing, James Harden's just doing ridiculous shit on the court, and he's obviously worthy of this number one spot. I don't think it should be arguable with Paul George if he's in the list, for sure. Not Devin Booker. Um, so yeah, my list I got James Harden easily number one. Uh, you can go on your explanation. Of why? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like I have, I have Jace Harden one. Um, I mean, he he's only like, like arguably a top five player in the world. So, you know, it was so hard to put him, uh, at, you know, at this spot. But uh, he he's become a way better off ball player since joining the the Nets. I ain't, well, I ain't gonna say way better, but he he's become a better off ball player. Uh, his playmaking it's about stayed the same, but. Oh no! Just like he's a lot better with like <laughs> Kevin Durant around him and Kyrie around him. So I mean, of course the defense isn't going to be keyed in on you, and I think that that helped his game take a, like a little bit of a jump last year. So, and I think he's going to continue to do what he did he, he did last year onto next year, and you're going to be able to see him you know continue to be uh, a probably an MVP candidate. Uh, I mean, yeah, like pretty obvious. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just one thing I want to ask before we get out of here. I kind of just want to ask, like, where do you think Ben Simmons is going? Because that's the whole talk at the NBA right now. I don't. We, I think we talked about Ben Simmons already uh, on this. It's just like, let's just do the prediction. Where is Ben Simmons going? <laughs> at this point, I have no idea. But if you had a prediction, where would you think that he lands? I guess. I mean, I would guess if I had a team. I mean. <sighs> I would guess him. I mean, I would hope it would be the Blazers. Like, remember, remember, remember CJ was, I mean, not CJ, Dan, but Dane was like, you know, changes need to be made, blah, blah, blah. And the only thing they did was when I got a coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, all this shit gonna work in the Western Conference. I'm sorry. This shit won't work in the Eastern Conference anymore. Uh, I can see him maybe in. Uh, 
I don't really know. Like, like the easier choice would be Portland or Sacramento. Maybe. I don't think Sacramento is going to happen. Uh, but this, my my whole thing with it is, I think the uh, I think this that teams are holding off on this getting this trade done because they want the value to go down. So that's why I think they're probably waiting because I mean they don't want to hold on until the end until the season. He's just not playing. Um, they want to yeah. get the Sixers will want to get these new players in. You know, try to grow some chemistry. I guess during training camp, and uh, you know, just have him off the roster. So that's my last part. My prediction: they're kind of just waiting it out. But like I think you it's said, the Cavs that might that that, that could trade for him. Yeah, there's a lot of weird teams. Like right. the, the Cavs and Spurs are possible when they're like, if they get, I mean, Cavs, the Cavs are arguably competing for a playoff spot, obviously, or they, they are competing for a playoff spot. The Spurs, I'm not, I'm. Most likely saying no, especially if they had to trade off like a uh, if they had to trade off like a DeAndre Murray or something like that. Like I'm here, like Murray, Thad Young, and a first for Simmons. What is that? What is that trade gonna do for the Sixers? I mean, for the Spurs, just gain Simmons. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <sighs> I hate that trade. <laughs> um, for me though, Blazers, and then I think sneaky, sneaky, the Mavericks will be a team. The uh. Ben Simmons. Um. Uh, Grizzlies, back off, bro. Don't go. You don't even go think about it. Like, I, I'm Who would y'all trade for this? Well, that's what I'm saying. Because I see, <laughs> I see Grizzly fans saying, "Oh, you know, let's go trade for Dennis." Uh, the thing is, though, like, yeah, I would like Ben Simmons on the Grizzlies, obviously, but I don't, I, I don't, I'm not willing to give up what I think I have to give up for him, and that's probably Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson. So, and like Brandon Clark, I don't know, for a bunch of firsts, not doing it. I just don't like what I have to give up. And I'm not doing it for Ben Simmons, so it's a no for me. So don't if unless Grizzlies, unless you're going to do a finesse trade, don't get go, don't go getting Ben Simmons because I'm kind of scared what what you guys would have to give up. Uh, but I think the Mavericks would be cool, you know. The Ma- Luca, I'm gonna say Luca and Dame, same stuff. They need to, they need some they need some change to their team. Dame, yeah, like you said, so far they got a new coach and then they got Larry Nance. Whoop de doo, <laughs> they're, they're they're now a new team. That's not gonna do. That's not gonna do nothing. So Simmons trade would is something that Simmons been talking about, and you gotta get rid of that backcourt. I've been saying it. Backcourt's not really working. So that's kind. That's how I feel about this whole Ben Simmons stuff. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing Ben Simmons pop up on timeline. Man, they want to try in the playoffs, and now he's crying about getting traded. It's like, yeah. And I saw some Marco talk about like the Celtics maybe potentially could sell the trade for him. Like, who the hell Why? would we give up? First of <laughs> all, if, 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 if <laughs> yeah, like, like if, if we go give up somebody, the Sixers going to want Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And both of those players are buried in business. <laughs> Listen, hey. I'm not trading both of those players for Ben Simmons. Hey, Celtic BYs are just bored. They, <laughs> they just want to write about anything. Uh, but yeah. I, I guess that does it for this episode. Um, you want to close it out? Yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, people out there listening, check us out on Spotify. I believe we're on Apple Podcasts now, maybe. I don't know. Apple Podcasts is like really difficult to get on, I guess. Uh, Audible, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and other podcast platforms that you can find us on. Or you can search in your Google thing, uh, Bottom Line Podcast, and then maybe Jalen or Bottom Line Podcast and Steve's. 
So that's it for this episode. We will come at y'all with a top 10 small forward list. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, LeBron's at 10 for me because I don't like him. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll come at y'all with a top 10 small forward list pretty soon. We'll get this episode out soon to y'all. Until next time, we out. Peace.